from Flat Lab in Austin, Texas. This is Stacker News Live. Oh, snap. <laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another exciting episode of uh, Stacker News Live. Damn, I wasn't ready for that one. How's yeah, your week going? You're in the middle of a sip. My week is going the best. It's it's the best week. Is it's it really? the best week ever. Um, probably. I mean, really? How is it the best week ever? What did you do? Um, nothing that good. I mean, I just feel I, I don't know. I'm trying to take every time I every time you ask Super how he's doing, he says superb or fantastic. That's true. Yeah, and does. I love I like like that a lot, and I kind of want that more of that in my life, and I want to I want to be. I want to be like really framing my day that way. And I just don't do it very well. So this is the best week of my life right now. Wow. <laughs> this, sounds cool. this sounds amazing. Yeah. If you started doing that, I don't know when would to believe you. Yeah. That's the problem is like you, you know, like I, I, I have a, I like to, to bias towards being like super, uh, super, I guess like, uh, let it all out and like not hold it back. And so it would be dishonest and it would be weird to do to say I'm doing great all the time, but I'm also, I'm not doing bad. So I like actually don't know how I'm feeling most of the time. I'm like, okay. I'm like, okay. But I don't know. Anyway, how's your week going car? It's going good. I, I, uh, just left. good, huh? My week is the best and yours is just good. So <laughs> well, I, go I, left, I left, uh, RHR TFTC this week. So we had, uh, we had the final RHR yesterday. I'm going all in on Your, SNL. Yeah. Uh, this is it now. We're going <laughs> to. This is my only job now, stackers. SNL. Uh, no, that's not true. I'm going all in on Pleb Lab. <laughs> not that SNL is bad or anything. It's just. Uh, yeah, it's, we not, it's not really paying the bills. It's so, not so. paying the bills. Guys. Yeah. It's basically charity. It's just our, our moms watching this and. Uh, Maybe uh, girlfriends. Yeah. Wait, does your wife watch this? No, no. She I, think she, I think she has enough of me already. <laughs> To be honest. Well, uh, girls are are watching this, I'm sure. It's all girls. Girl stackers. I can't even orange pill my wife, so. Um, Soon, maybe. uh, I mean, she's not 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 orange pilled, you know, but she just doesn't care. She's just like, uh, who cares? Why doesn't she care for her? I don't know. You got to ask her. I I think it's just she hasn't found, like, she hasn't found it intriguing enough. And me getting, like, uh, foamy at the mouth talking about bitcoin it's probably like not well tell her about uh pleb crafts we're having uh we're having pleb crafts uh in two weeks by pleb poet and uh i think that might be getting some women in here you never know yeah maybe we'll do that um but let's get let's get to it we got a lot to cover today lots has happened in bitcoin this week it's been a great and car and i are going to take you through it at least the the stuff that ended up top on stacker news uh first we'll do a little bit of meta so yeah what was this i saw this wild west mode i'm like who's doing your you're too busy uh moving moving jobs um to see this but uh yeah no it's uh it's it's wild so wild west mode is like um basically you get like an unfiltered point of view on stacker news so we we've been getting like we've been starting to get some really bad kind of trolley behavior on stacker news which is which is inevitable um, these communities eventually succumb to Reddit. Yeah. Eventually succumb to spammy behavior, but all historical communities, if you like read back to like early BBS, early Usenet, they all were great and like quite civil for a long time. They had some moderation and stuff, 
But then eventually they succumb to what they call, I believe, eternal September, I think is really? is the term. Like when AOL basically came online and a bunch more people like got internet access, oh. it kind of like ruined these, these communities that were somewhat gated by like being an enthusiast. Anyway, so we have, we've started getting some negative, uh, some like negative posting and stuff. So we need negative feedback. Like it isn't an, like we can either ramp up like posting and commenting costs a lot, or we can begin to allow users to tell us when stuff is bad and wow. use that, use that, uh, to kind of, uh, reel it in a little bit. So at wild west mode is like where you don't, it doesn't, you don't care that there is maybe someone saying the N word or whatever on Saturday. I never see this. Yeah. You kind of, you know, it's not, it's not all, it's not all over the place, but there's like one user in particular who does this a lot right now <sighs> and they do it from a few different accounts. So wow, I never see this. Anyway, trolls, dealing with trolls. So we have basically a flagging mechanism and then we use the web of trust to determine whether like how, how much the flag counts for. And then, um, things will get downranked. If you're, if you're not in wild west mode, you're in, you're in what I call tenderfoot mode. Whereas like, that's kind of the default point of view for users where they, they're not going to want to see the N word. They're not going to want to see people like being super mean or vicious or whatever. Um, so they'll, uh, that that'll, that'll, it'll get downranked. And then after a certain number of flaggings, it'll, it'll get hidden from view. Wow. And, uh, that, but you can view all of that in wild west mode. So if you don't, if you want to be in, if you want, if you're a wild kind of guy, which I'm a wild kind of guy, I'm in wild west mode. Um, you can turn on wild west mode and see everything and not, not have any, any kind of negative feedback in your world um, on Stacker yeah. News? There was a there was a time like in the early days of Thriller Bitcoin where I had had uh, comments and uh, for the most part they were good, but you would get every once in a while like, but I was just using Discuss and then I I took it off because it was it wasn't worth it. Even Discuss probably has like passive uh, filtering mechanisms, passive moderation, but uh, yeah, it opens you to a host of issues though. Yeah. 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 You don't really, that's why I like making it optional. Like I can't, I, we can't, we kind of either, we kind of have to have negative feedback, but I want the effects of it to be optional. And so this seems like the best possible thing that I, I can do. Um, I'm going to keep leaving it off. Cause I don't, I never see that, but until it gets really bad, then I'll turn it on. It's on by default. So right now, oh, unless, unless you've gone into settings and I've turned on wild, wild, wild West or wild, the wild, wild West is, is a, the movie is the movie with starring, uh, what's his name? Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yeah, show title. Will. Wild, wild West. It's the wild, wild West. But, uh, anyway, by, on, by default, you're not in wild, wild West, man. You have to turn it on. Yeah. I'm going to turn it on then. Okay. I want to go back to anyway, the wild, wild West. There's like a conversation around it and a bunch of stuff. It'll get tweaked over time, but. That's meta. Anyway, on to like real news. Um, Cash app lightning nodes. I saw this. This was a good one by Rook. Yeah. So uh, Nicholas Berte, who works at, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but he works at uh, founded Galois, a CEO of Galois too, I believe. He found Cash App's lightning nodes and did like some interesting analysis on them. Uh, they're like relatively hidden, but he found them. Uh, basically, uh, they have... They they only connected to to three nodes, OKCoin okay, River and Open Node, and then they prevent people from routing through their node. 
So they have like an outgoing fee on their, on their node of like really high, like, uh, um, like nearly a hundred percent of your transaction will get eaten by fees. Um, uh, so don't route through their node, uh, is what they're telling you. And then, uh, they also have a bunch of smaller channels is the other thing. Um, yeah. I was talking to, we have Nick, uh, from Galois. I'm sure he doesn't mind. He agreed. Yeah. Everybody knows he works inside of Pleb Lab, but, uh, we were talking about this the other day and I was asking him, I was like, what was the, uh, what was the reason behind this? And he was just trying to say that, like the amount of, uh, money that they're charging to send through them, I guess. Was yeah. Send enormous. through them. Uh, yep. So that was the point, I think. Yeah. I think, well, it's just like a strategy for preventing like routing through your node because a lot of these routing algorithms on lightning, they'll take into account how expensive it is to go along a route. And so if your route is extremely expensive, it just won't get, it will never get taken. And then you, so you have less issues with like all of your liquidity getting drained. I have a question for you, Keon. Do you think this is a uh, adversarial of Nicholas to do from Galoy or, or no, this is just, I mean, this is public information. It's, you know, um, you know, perhaps Cash App didn't want their nodes to be known. They didn't, they didn't create aliases for them that would allow them to be known. Um, it seems like they're not accepting any connections to them. Oh, okay. So, so it's not an adversarial reason to show this stuff. It's more of a, it's out of public data. It's just curiosity, I think. And then, you know, satis wanting to satisfy other people's curiosity. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of fun. Danny, um, who goes by Danny Deasy on Stacker News, he, he works at Cash App and he's like, we have more than two nodes. What's, do you know what node the, the, uh, PubKeeve node three is? Oh, interesting. And then Nicholas went on and, and found it. So they're like, not, they're not trying to like actively hide these things. I don't like, they don't care that much. They're not going to go and like, you know, shut down these nodes and spin up new ones to hide them. Okay. Um, so yeah, so it's, it's one of those things where it's just, it's out there. It's information. It's whether somebody wants to point out. Yeah. 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 You can come and look at their, uh, like who they have. It's like a bunch, a bunch to river, a bunch to open node, little tiny channels. Um, interesting, but kind of cool. There's like a good thread on it too. Like, uh, Tony Giorgio comes in and, and talks about the Bitcoin plus plus presentation that cash app gave. Oh yeah. What do you say? And they, they just kind of talked about the architecture of how their node is set up. They use LDK and then LDK is known for allowing you to like really like custom define how your node operates. And so they have like a bunch of, you know, they, it's like tightly integrated with data, like redundant, like redundancy systems and all, all other kinds of things that you might want in an operation like, um, cash app. But, uh, yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool to find out there. I, I don't know. Just kind of, I'm, I was, I was kind of curious how we, how we found it. Like what, what leads you, I guess you're probably paying. You can, you can, you can look at the lightning invoices that are generated by cash app and I guess identify the nodes that way. Um, so not, Probably not too, not too hard to figure this out unless they're using some kind of service. Ask, uh, Tony, he's in Blood Lab now, so. <laughs> just, yeah. Just ask him. 
Tony will, Tony will know how to find out all the information. Uh, next top story is kind of related. Um, it's Ellen proxy. Uh, this is a way to like hide your nodes public key when giving an invoice to someone else. Uh, basically what you do is you give it, you give it a, you give it an invoice and then it, it wraps your invoice. Um, and in, in what is called a HODL invoice. I'd start all over. It's what? It's, it's, it's really hard for me to imagine this. Is there a website? What do you? Right. Okay. So let me start from the beginning. Okay. okay. So, yeah, all right. It's cool. I really want to understand this, but it sounds really. So you have a home node. Okay. And you're, gotcha. You got a CIA agent wants to send you money, but you don't want the CIA agent because you're informing for the CIA car. That's. That's who you are in this story, right? And you're, you, the CIA is paying you for your information, but you don't want them to know your node because you're otherwise you're buying LSD and stuff on the darknet markets, and so you don't you don't you don't want him to know your node pub key. So what you do is you go to Ellen Proxy, you put in the invoice you're going to give to the CIA agent. Boss, Ellen Proxy takes your invoice, it pulls out relevant Hell relevant yeah. inf- relevant information around on it, and then it wraps it. In, yes. in in other information. Who made this? And then so what happens is the CIA agent pays his node and then his node pays your node. And that's yes. that's basically how Who made this? Who's this legend in the making that made this? He's a NIM. Ah, God bless you. Tony was telling me that he like uh, he he did a great job of being anonymous, like because he he said this was like he created a NIM specific for this project. Seems like more and more people are doing that these days. Yeah. You notice that? He said his OPSEC was like perfect. More and more people are doing that. One-offs. One-offs, baby. I love it. Yeah. Pretty cool. Can we see the website? Oh, yeah. Uh, I have a little bit pulled up. Definitely Um, should write about this. Yeah. Here's the website. They do a little bit. They kind of walk you through. It's a very simple, a very simple, minimal tool. If you go and you look at the code, it's like, I don't know. You just need a nice little like uh, show and tell kind of thing. It's like a couple hundred lines. It's like very small. Okay. I can can totally do like a little tutorial on this. That's 600 lines of code. That's about all, all that it is to run the service. This man. And so here's me, here's me with a, here's a stacker news invoice that I generated. Okay. And so you can see it's, it's going to fund my account with a thousand sats. And then uh, this was the original one. And then I, I wrapped it. And so it has a, it has a totally different signature and therefore pub key That's awesome. than, um, the unwrapped version. So if someone could pay this and they wouldn't, they wouldn't know my pub key. Um, that's awesome. Do you think this is the way we get around? Do you think this just, it becomes available for every wallet that gets like, let's say mutiny, for example, right? Let's say mutiny. Can they just implement this for every send? Or did, it would be, it's only, this is for receives. Oh, for receives. Yeah. Okay. So, could you do this for like a different wallet? Like, I don't know, whoever pick your favorite wallet. Could I do this on stacker news? You have a wallet. Um, yeah. So you could, you could do that. You could, you could use this to pay a stacker news invoice. And then whoever is sending you, whoever's sending, sending the money that arrives at the stacker news wallet would not know that you were sending money to Stacker News. Could you do turn this on by default? Could you implement this and turn this on by default? It's like where I'm trying to get at. It's not like it's, it's not. Yeah. I mean, I could, it's an API call to their service. I think, you you know, you can run one of these yourself and uh, spin up a a lightning node too. um, 
to, to do this. And then you could, you know, periodically change that lightning node if you wanted to. This resembles uh, something that they do that is proposed at the protocol level called rendezvous routing. Oh, shit. And really? so this would be this this kind this is kind of more like application layer implementation of rendezvous, what is called rendezvous routing. But Because they haven't implemented it yet? Yeah. As far as I understand, there I don't know of an implementation that does uh, rendezvous routing That's yet. That's pretty good, dude. But they, it might be out there in the wild, but it's, it's just a really cool, like proof of concept kind of shows like what you can do, um, on lightning currently, like whoever with, made without, this, you should submit it to, uh, uh, legends of lightning, um, uh, the bolt dot fun hackathon that they're doing. So I would, yeah, I don't know. Do they have a prompt for legends of lightning or it's yeah. just like anything? Yeah. If you go through a Bitcoin, we did one, we did a whole write up on it yesterday night. So what is the, sure. is it, does it have to be an application? There's different segments. Okay. Yeah. Three Bitcoins up for price. So I would, you know, use that to, for a reason to keep building on this. Yeah. Cool. Very cool project. Really Excited. Cool. Really cool. There's a good back and forth with, with Tony and the. How did I miss that? I'm going to check that out. In the common thread too. Uh, oh yeah. This is my favorite one this week. Yeah. Or one of my favorite ones. Yeah. Next up, next up story is uh, the Thunder Games AMA. So they released a new game, Solitaire. You can play Solitaire, that classic game that uh, some of us, some of us people once played on Windows uh, back in the day, like when internet sucked and you didn't really have like other games to play. You'd play, you'd play Solitaire, but who doesn't love Solitaire? Yeah. You got it on your phone? Have you yeah, I've been have playing you, it? Yeah. Have you stacked any stats yet? <laughs> no, I can't finish. It's the problem. So if you're listening to Thunder Games, the biggest problem I have with it is that I can't figure out how to save my game. So as soon as I if I don't finish the game, then I can't go back to it and save it. Have I mean, you logged in yet? No, it it created an account for me. Oh, I think you um, I think you have to log in with your get with your Google or Twitter. Oh, okay. And well, then you and then I think you get your information gets oh, okay. saved. Well, yeah, it wasn't self-explanatory. I thought it was just going to save it. And then it, it didn't save it. So I lost the game that I was trying to go after the other day. But it's super addicting though. It's super addicting. I want them to make a frogger. A frogger? Yeah. Here's the game. I found a video of someone playing it on uh, YouTube. And it looks really- It's a fun game, dude. Looks really cool. They also explain like how, how the ticketing system works in, in Thunder Games. It's a little, it's, it was a little confusing to me when I first started using it, but it's- it's pretty clear now. Basically, you win as you play the game. Mm-hmm. You kind of win r- like more or less raffle tickets yeah. that then get uh, then get like pulled in a in a prize draw, and like your your place in the in the pr- in the prize in the prize draw determines how many sats you get. Yeah, I love cards. I used to play cards. I used to play solitaire all the time too. I played against Ben Carmen once. It's tough to beat in guy. poker. Yeah, never play. play Any oh, uh, more in the AMA. There's lots of like good stuff. Uh, Des is in here. Oh, Uh, ask her a question. Ask somebody a question. Did they answer? I think they answered it. What did you ask? It was I asked him. I was like, "Why did you guys make Solitaire your first game?" And then they're like, "No, we've made five other games." I was like, "This whole time." (laughs) Wait, you didn't know that they had all these other games? I knew who Thunder Games was, but I didn't know they had made games. Like I was like. So you made five of the games before you realized that you needed to make solitaire, um, which was kind of surprising. Yeah. That's, yeah. Oh, here you go. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't think that 
I thought it was pretty obvious. Like you should make the most entry level game first, but yeah, they said it was their fifth game. Yeah. Hey, it's actually our fifth game on the app store. Our first was hyper casual called Bitcoin bounce where you jump along a blockchain and try to like, who would play that? I wouldn't play that. I've played Bitcoin bounce before. Yeah. Of course I would. We decided to release this card game to appeal to a wider audience. There you go. Now you're getting people like me, good or bad. (laughs) It's great, dude. I've been playing it right now. Might play it the whole show. Yeah. Uh, they should do a hold'em. Oh, dude. Thunder Games, make a hold'em. I and mean, then the- I will, I will, yeah, then we can compete. Then we can compete playing hold'em on our phones across the world with all these Bitcoiners. Dang. I hope they are going to do that. That'd be cool. I think there already are Bitcoin poker games, but yeah, I don't think they're mobile apps. No, but not um, a mobile app. Imagine that. Like, you're like, you're like calm down, Keon. I'm, I'm I don't think somebody. I actually don't think it'd probably be allowed on the app store. Hold considering no, there's hold'em games. Are there? Yeah. Because it's, but it, you like, can't earn money doing them is the problem. Oh. Because it's gambling at that point. Wait, is gambling illegal? Gambling is illegal, sir. Oh. At least I think so. Maybe it's not in Texas, but I'm pretty sure on the, on the app store, they don't, they don't let you do. Go gambling. first, ask for permission later, right? Isn't that the same? Well, no, because it, uh, you have to ask for permission to get on the app store. Unfortunately, there's that, they 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 figured that out. Satoshi Pocket. Satoshi Pocket. <laughs> so I, uh, the next top story is a template for making Lightning apps, and oh wow! So it's like a little, it's like a web app, like a boilerplate web app that has authentication already built into it. Whoa. WebLN, which is like this protocol. Yeah, it's you. You have that. Albi likes to use. Don't you have, um, what do I have? I don't know what you have. You I mean, I do have, I do have lightning authentication. I do support web, web LN and I do have QR codes. So I, I do all of this stuff. I do it differently than they do. I use like different uh, software and frameworks to do it, but it's, it's a really nice uh, starting point for someone who might want to implement these kinds of things in an app. Maybe, you know, wouldn't know where to start. Otherwise templates are just good in general. Can I see the get real quick? Here's the get. Everybody's going so fast. This bear market. I love it. Look at that. Deploy on digital ocean. How much does it cost for that? Uh, I don't know. Hey, I've don't. never deployed on DigitalOcean before, mm. but I don't have an account on DigitalOcean, so I assume it's not. It's probably not too bad. It's um, pretty good. Yeah, but pretty cool. Uh, That's another thing I should make an article about. Look at that. Yeah, there's lots of people who want to get started with Lightning, and this would be a nice place. So. Yeah. Do a how-to. Yeah. So uh, the next top story is from now. Now. Uh, watching the Baltic Honey Badger conference, uh, noticed uh, something that Jack Mahler's commented on. Did he go to it? He did not go to it. I don't. I don't think. Um, but uh, you can. They have the video recordings up, so that's pretty mm. cool. But I guess at like toward the end of his talk, he revealed that what Strike is going to start doing is paying open source wallet developers for when. Uh, their wallets pay at a, at a strike terminal at a, at a merchant. So, you know, strike apparently is going to be releasing some kind of device for merchants to accept lightning payments Mm. on. 
And then so to like incentivize the ecosystem of wallets to, you know, probably be compatible and give, you know, give a wide variety of options for interacting with their, their merchant terminal. They're trying to incentivize, they're, they're, they're going to pay devs to do that. Uh, I guess they, I mean, it sounds like they haven't totally worked out the model. Uh, if you're familiar kind of with how lightning works, what you do is you'd send the, like you'd send strike from, from the, from the, from the wallet you've developed, you'd send strike the pre-image that you're going to pay. Mm -hmm. And if the pre-image corresponds to uh, the merchant's devices, pre-image that strike has generated for them. And then that payment happens. Strike will then give you a little bit of money apparently as the, as the open source developer, there are like concerns around privacy and stuff, obviously. And I guess the model isn't super worked out. There's some, some conversation in the, in the thread about it. What was uh, now pointing out to, I guess, what was now trying to say? He was just trying to say, this is kind of interesting. Jack Mallers uh, presented this idea as a way to like fund open source devs. And, you know, this might be, it's, it sounds, it sounds kind of cool. It also sounds, you know, I don't know, maybe not great for privacy uh, because, you know, one of the things that is great about lightning is that, sender privacy is pretty freaking good. And so this is kind of, this is maybe, this maybe kind of gets in the way of that. So we'll, we'll, um, we'll see how it develops. Maybe I'm sure, I'm sure strike has good intentions with it and they don't mean to like, you know, reduce the privacy of people, uh, purchasing things with at merchants, but still, uh, pretty cool. Pretty cool that he found this. I haven't watched any of the Baltic honey badger things yet except from like a clip or two. And so curious what, what went on there. Uh, but uh, yeah, pretty, pretty neat to see, see that happen. And that, that strike is trying to get some open source developers paid. Cool. Yeah. Next top story. Oh, this is actually your top story. <laughs> so I, I picked this top story. Cause like, uh, I think it was like 5am on a Monday, maybe. Yeah. I saw this at the top of Stacker News and I, I woke up because I'm doing my regimen again. You know, okay. Up early. And I was looking at it and I was like, huh, scandal. And I was like, Keon loves scandal. And I sent it over to Keon. I was like, Keon, did you see this? But you were asleep, I guess. Um, Probably. What do you think, Keon? What did I think? I thought, I mean, it seems uh, it's not totally unexpected, I guess. It's like, not scandalous enough for you? No, I mean, I think, I mean, Boomy explained in the comments, Boomi is one of the co-founders of Albi and he's like, Hey, I'm sorry that this happened. It's a, you know, it's a huge, it's a huge mess up on our part, our part. Uh, we've, and they've since taken it down, but you know, they have people, Albi has people that work for them that source content like this and, and develop projects for them and stuff. And likely one of them took the work without attribution and, you know, they just didn't, they didn't check to make sure it hadn't come from somewhere else before they posted it. And so, yeah, like, yeah. So I, like my whole thing on this is kind of like, yeah, you should definitely check whatever's being written. Um, like, you know, especially with like throw a Bitcoin, I, I definitely, whenever I have somebody submit something, I always look at it and review it. Um, 
if I'm writing something myself. Do you check online if they're... Yeah, just throw it in Google search. There's actual actual websites you can pay for that'll tell you like the amount of stuff that's been taken from other places. But I think in like my situation where you're writing about projects and stuff, you don't need to attribute the project because the whole thing is about the project. So you're directly pulling from their site. You're adding a little bit to it. Same thing with PR releases. If you get a PR release from like Texas, uh, uh, you know, or let's say like the Bit, Bit Beef Initiative, most of it's already written for you. You got to go in there and change a little things. Um, but in this situation where you have uh, developers trying to do their own kind of thing like that with their own blogs, yeah, you got to be careful like who you get in there to actually write those blogs. Um, sometimes it's better just to write it yourself if you can or get a nice little synopsis and then hand it off to somebody to take that synopsis and like, give it some filler and some images and stuff like that. So, but yeah, in this situation where it's an actual thing, like at the very least, like I know back in the early days before fountain came out, like all that information that was coming about podcasting 2.0 was coming from breeze. So whenever I looked at it, it would write articles about podcasting 2.0. I would, I would attribute breeze um, that where I was grabbing the information and I would link to it and share it and like stuff like that. Still, I would use their, their model to recreate whatever I was writing about, but it was still like, Hey, I'm writing about podcasting 2.0. A lot of the stuff that I'm sourcing from is from breeze. I need to make sure to like put them in here and like directly let everybody know that they're kind of the leader in this thing. And I think in that situation where, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it, you know, so, but I understandably for Oscar, they put a lot of time into oh, it. Oh yeah, dude, that's a lot of work. And it was upset. It was upsetting to them. They, uh, Oscar, show even, them the fa- show, yeah. Show Oscar them. created a, uh, a notion site that kind of lays out the, the like similarities to kind of show that it's not, it's not merely like, uh, like, a a small, a small plagiarism. It's like word for word, kind of just like copy paste. Um, so, you know, yeah, kind of a, kind of a bummer, but, uh, but again, I think Albie has course corrected and removed it. If you go to, uh, their value for value podcaster guide, um, God, they still which, leave it up. Which one was it? I think what is podcast? You've if you link, I think it's like B like this one, this, this one that they specifically took, they, they removed. But, but even in this situation though, even there still now though, Keon, you still got to reference like as Albie, you should reference fountain. Like, I don't know, man. I, I think I just, I think I, I just believe that, it, you know, we're an open space. We're a very small group of individuals and we have to work together to get us to that final climb. And, uh, if we can't, if we can't, um, you know, talk about each other and help each other and push each other up, then what's the point of doing this whole thing? It just doesn't make any sense. It's like shooting your toe to, I don't know, man. Yeah, I agree. It's, I mean, it's, I think, I think the, uh, you know, knowing, knowing Boomy and more it's over at Albi, I think they'll, they'll probably, um, no, like be more aware of this stuff in the future. And I'm glad uh, Oscar brought it to their attention. But even there, like there should be a number nine. What players can you listen to? I can listen to Fountain. I can listen to I can, like all of them. They should be. Well, like, I think Albie is like somewhat com- competing with them. And so maybe that's, that's why they don't, they don't list them there out. There is no competition right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I'm not, I mean, I don't, I don't know exactly the reasoning again. And it sounds like, 
like the founders of Albi didn't write this themselves. So someone else is writing this and yeah. maybe, you know, it's a they, bear market, man, bear market, bear market, uh, you know, egos. Yeah. Uh, anyway, my top story, which is just kind of, uh, a little, a little silly top story is someone built uh, keys.lol. Yeah. What was this? Which is a, which is a web, a website demonstrating like the actual space of private keys, like how big it is. Like if I were to try to guess uh, your private key, I'd have a one uh, in two to the 256 chance of guessing your private key. Is that good or bad? Uh, it's good because it's, it's that, that, that number is absurdly large two to the 256. Like if I wanted to guess one of the private keys, uh, that, that has been used, uh, for storing Bitcoin, uh, it would, it would, I, in order for me to do it, I it would have to have the luck of someone who won 10, 10 Powerball lotteries, basically like it's extreme, it's extremely difficult, uh, to do like, you, you know how, you know how rare it is to win a Powerball lottery, but it's like, you have to win 10 of them to be able to find one address, which might not even have any Bitcoin on it at all. Um, anyway, that, I mean, it's a, but it's a, it's a really fun website. You can, you can kind of, um, you can basically browse this key space and it lets you like cursor over, uh, this incredibly large key space that you'd never have enough time in a lifetime to really walk over the entire thing, mm. but it's just demonstrating to you how, how hard it is to guess private keys basically is what it is. And so you can kind of like play, play an incredibly unlikely lottery here and just cursor through these and try to find a Bitcoin address and private, you know, a private key to a Bitcoin address with Bitcoin on it. And, uh, yeah, it's just a, it's kind of a silly. I think you uh, forgot to mention the fact that our guy, Ken is the one that posted this. And if I look at that title again, it does not wrap what is going on, Ken. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Well, what's up now, Ken? Ken, Ken you're is, not, you're not rapping. Ken is resident poet on stack. LOL, a fun website to demonstrate a whole lot of shell. LOL. How hard was that, Ken? Uh, I mean, I guess, I guess not too hard. There you go. Uh, anyway, if you're going to do it, Ken, Ken, if you're going to do it, do it all the way, Ken. Wow. Half measures on step. Car is like Let's calling go. you out, Ken. Cause look, did he put a comment in there? Uh, I don't think yeah. so, but he does it most of the other places. I don't expect him. I expect him. I don't expect him to always rhyme. He should rhyme. You know, I expect him just most of the time nope. to pleasantly grace a thread with a Ken, rhyme. Stay the course. Anyway, fun, fun little story. Um, his, next, his next one's going to be oh, right. But that's pretty, I mean, that's pretty much it. Not a whole lot. It's been a slow week. It has been a little in bit. In news, in news, in news. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff in top that we just didn't cover. There's like, there was this Vice article on um, your ISP selling data that eventually ends up to like in the hands of governments and other private companies that might want to see like your, your browsing history and stuff. I can see that. Um, oh, that was Nick. Yeah. A, you know, a variety, a variety of cool stuff. Um, Idra, this guy proposed, this guy's proposing uh, a new overlay network. That's actually, in, that's like oh, incentivized wait, I, with I, Bitcoin. Why, we didn't talk about the Kraken thing. I thought you were going to be all over that. 
Oh, no. I mean, what yeah. do I care? Uh, so Jesse Powell, he stepped down. Is that? Yeah, I, I would have thought you would have been like, oh, what's going on? I mean, I am I am curious given how, you know, he seems to be a, he seems to be a Bitcoiner, even though he, he has he runs a shitcoin exchange. Yeah, it sounds like people are even cracking. It's word on the street. Yeah, it might be changing. There's a lot of good stories. There was this original content by Noel Count. He asked you to consider like how Bitcoin would work uh, in an interplanetary system. So if there are people like colonizing Mars, like what are some of the things that we would we would need to do to make Bitcoin work on Mars? And it's kind of it's a fun thread. Um, there's a yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of fun stuff uh, that happened in the week that don't get that doesn't get covered that you can find in top. Especially if you're not like on Stacker News all the yeah, time. Yeah, and then also the Stacker News newsletter. The Chill newsletter. it, Keon. The newsletter. We have a newsletter. If you sign up with the email, you get. Otherwise, you can uh, you can go to your settings and and subscribe to it. But we cover some of this stuff in that newsletter, yeah. and it's not too bad sometimes. Sometimes I rant in the little thing at yeah, the top. Yeah, you do at the top. I was yeah. like, I think you said something last week. I was like, what's sometimes going on? I get kind of I get kind of upset about something. Like, what's going on with this guy? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> should do a whole a whole uh, uh, Airbnb rant. This weekend. Oh, no. I think I already did one. I think I already did an Airbnb rant. Did one. When I was right. shilling, I think it was when I was shilling Bitcoin plus plus last time. I uh, I did an Airbnb rant. Like, hey, if you're coming to Bitcoin plus plus, don't stay in an Airbnb. It's ruining our uh, the neighborhoods in Austin. So we got some boost to go over. Uh, last week on the episode, the ending of a Scooby-Doo episode, SNL 33. We had uh, some supporters, Blockchain Boog, Oscar, Sparky, Gladoak, and Gianni Ringo. And then Blockchain Boog, who's our main fan out there. He's a big fan of Keon. He goes, yeah. Yeehaw. That's right, guys. Blockchain Boog, I end every email with yeehaw. Blockchain Boog, Blockchain Boog why, loves but... you. He's a big fan of Keon, Blockchain Boog. I don't he's, know who that, who that person a, is. He's a fan of, fan of the show. He's, uh, he's Blockchain B on Stacker News. See him around a lot. Very good, very good um, community member. Doxed, I would say. But um, thank you for the stats, Blockchain Boog. I think I think that's it for the week, Car. Yeah, just want to remind people if you want to see more of Stacker News Live, be sure to hit that boost button. We appreciate it. Also, we're on YouTube. We don't talk about it ever, but we are. Subscribe, and also hit subscribe on your uh, podcast feed if whatever you use, Fountain, you know, Apple Music, uh, whatever. Just hit subscribe. And we'll see you next time. Key on. Zap.